This is an AMI podcast. Incredibly, she had brought her newborn to me. I held my breath as she reached her trunk into the Land Rover and touched me on the chest. The sandpaper hide somehow as sensitive as silk. Then it swiveled back, dropped, and touched the little one. A pachyderm introduction. I sat still, stunned by the privilege she was bestowing on me. Welcome to AMI Audio Book Review on AMI Audio. I'm Ramia Amudin, host of the show, here with Nizreen Abdel Majid, audio technical producer. How are you, Nizreen? I'm rocking here. How are you? Doing good. The week's been pretty solid. Um, as you can probably tell from my voice, I'm still getting over a cold. But that never takes away from our audiobook talk. So the quote that you heard at the top of the show is from the book called The Elephant Whisperer by Lawrence Anthony. And this is an incredible read. Honestly, um, I don't want to give you too much too much on the book because it really is about the experience of taking in everything, every single uh, page, chapter, experience. You know, there's been times when I was on a walk with my dog um, and listening to this book, and it really is about, you know, elephants. Um, and I had to pause because I felt like I was going to miss something if I continued to walk because there are these beautiful, beautiful moments where he's depicting an interaction uh, that the narrator uh, of this novel, of this memoir, is depicting these moments that he's having with an elephant, you know, an interaction, right? And, and there's, it's him, and then there's the fence, and then there's the elephant. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh my God, something amazing, something magical is going to happen. I have to pause. And truly, like it is that... Um, enticing. It's that exciting because everything written is real. You can think of it as like a journal, Nazreen. And um, all the incredible moments that he goes through with taking on these elephants and in a part of Africa where he's dwelling is just fascinating. It's not just elephants. You you get to know the rest of the safari as well. You get to know him and his dog, uh, Max. And everything is so wonderful. I love animals. So this kind of book was a wonderful recommendation from my friend, uh, Annette Dennis, who's a community reporter on Kelly and Company. When she recommended it, I jumped on it and have not been disappointed at all. Would you be into something like this? Oh, for sure. I love something that would be that enticing. And the way you described it, it sounds like passion and it sounds like the energy you want. Yes. You want it to be motivating to read, right? For anything. Yes. Well, and I was also going to say, this is his work. Like the author who put this book together, um, that was his work taking care of these elephants, right? But you can tell the kind of love for animals uh, and the power that comes out of it. It is actually magical is probably the, the right way to say it for me, at least. The the experience of it and listening to the book was very, very magical. So thanks for letting me talk about that for a few minutes. Now, let's take a glance at the Sila home page, starting with the three feature titles at the top. Probably Ruby is still up there by Lisa Bird Wilson. It's an indigenous fictions as well as Unreconciled by Jesse Wente. And that's indigenous people's biography. In My Own Moccasins is the last one of the feature titles by Helen Knott. And this is an indigenous people's biography. Now for announcements on the CELA homepage. We're actually going to go to the Check It Out page uh, and taking a peek at awards um, because we haven't touched this category in a while. So 
Let's highlight the winners for the 2021 BC and Yukon book prizes. And these were announced. Uh, the BC and Yukon um, book prizes celebrate outstanding writers and publishers in British Columbia. Billy Ray Belcourt's memoir, A History of My Brief Body, won the Hubert Evans Nonfiction Prize. And in this book, Belcourt shares the memories of his Kokum and his early life in the hamlet of Jassard Alta and on the Driftpiled First Nation. The second one I'm going to feature here, Cheyenne Lambert's novel Petra won the Ethel Wilson Fiction Prize. And Petra tells the story of Petra Kelly, who inspired hundreds of thousands to take to the streets to protest uh, the placement of nuclear missiles on West German soil during the Cold War in 1980. So some more highlights here, just titles to consider. Dorothy Locksey Poetry Prize went to Burning Province by Michael Pryor. We'll touch on that book a little later. And Jim Deva uh, Prize for Writing went to um, The New Corporation by Joel Buchan. So those are the, the things, uh, or that's, one of the the highlights under the awards section in the Sela Ch- Check It Out part, and there are lots more to come. They've highlighted a ton of different awards, very recent things, 2021, uh, 2020, you can find up there if you're looking for something uh, claimed to read. Now let's talk about what's trending. Nazreen, you got some stuff for us? I do. Here's what's trending on Audible on Twitter. It's International Pronouns Day. Pronouns are personal and they are important, as we all know. And there's more information to not him or her for a guide to understanding non-binary pronouns. Audible gives you more information about that. And on audiobook.com, they tweeted out this week's top releases. So number one comes out to The Judges List by John Grisham. And then O. William by Elizabeth Strout, Child of Light by Terry Brooks, The Hidden Child by Louise Fian, Act Like You Got Some Sense and Other Things My Daughter, uh, My Daughters Taught Me by Jamie Foxx. Oh, I that's interesting. That. <laughs> I love Jamie Foxx. Okay, I love the title. Uh, I know. I like it. Okay, so Femlandia by Christina Dalcher, Over My Dead Body by Jeffrey Archer, uh, Halloween is coming up. I wanted to ask you, do you have a favorite mysterious, scary novel you like to read? Not a mysterious, scary novel per se. And though I read and reread Harry Potter, all seven books, all year <laughs> long, um, this is when it really kind of hits home, you know, leading up to to um, Halloween and just the way that the, the books are written and obviously the realm being very eerie and wizards and witches and all, you know, all the, all the known reasons why Harry Potter fits this month. Um, but yes. to me, that's why it's extra special. You know, I try to try to remember and soak in the October reads of Harry Potter and not just the other 11 months of the year. How about you? I don't have any, but I was looking into what kind of books I'd like to read this year. So if you do, if anybody has any suggestions, please hit me up and let me know because I'm getting into it. I'm getting into this audiobook vibe and I'm so excited. Uh, there's another book I'd like to share on this week's top releases. It's Music is History by Questlove 
and Ben Greenman. It focuses on the years of 1971 to the present, not only the country's most complex and rewarding half century when it comes to the ways that pop culture and culturally diverse history intersect and interact, but also that years that overlap with Questlove's uh, own life. So this is awesome. I'm really passionate about music. If you are passionate about music, this sounds like an interesting thing to read and listen to. So you should look into that. And yeah, that's what's trending this week. Love it, Nizreen. Thank you so much. And you know what? If you want any of those recommendations for um, Halloween reads or October reads or just trying to get cozy with audiobooks this month, well, maybe you'll be excited about the next part of the show then because we're cracking open the October picks for classic horror reads, Halloween romances, and suspense thrillers. So nothing left behind with audiobookworm Amir Khan. We'll be right back with that on AMI Audiobook Review. We're bringing you audiobook talk here on AMI Audiobook Review. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ramia Amuddin, host of the show here with Nizreen Abdel-Majid. And Niz, we glanced over some books earlier in the show because we we really hit people with these recommendations and things that are out there to uh, check out. So now we're going to hit pause or play on one of these listens. Um, I picked today Burning Province by Michael Pryor. We highlighted this in um, our awards category check-in earlier. So a little bit about this. Assertic, moving, and formally astonishing Michael Pryor's second collection of poetry explores the enduring impact of the Japanese internment upon his family legacy and his mixed race identity. Amid the record-breaking wildfires that scorched British Columbia in 2015 and 2017, the poems in this collection move seamlessly between geographic and psychological landscapes, grappling with cultural trauma and mapping out complex typographies of grief, love, and inheritance. Those places in time marked by generational memory when echo crosses echo. A line that uh, is here says, the fireflies stutter like an apology, Pryor writes. I would be lying to you if I didn't admit I love them. Really quickly, Nazreen, pause or play on this one. Would you check out this collection of poetry? I like poetry, but it's not it's not my vibe per se. I, I okay. don't know. It's not motivating enough for me to listen to. Okay. And see, interesting because it's it would be narrated. Uh, so I'm curious, Amir, who's also here to join us, pause or play on this collection of poetry? Probably pause. Oh, it doesn't seem something um, that I would typically pick up. Uh, mm. I might take a, a quick peek at it, um, but I recently attempted some some highbrow poetry and um, had to put it down. Wow. Okay. How about you? Well, I was going to say, uh, reading poetry is very different to me than listening to poetry uh, exactly. that someone else is reading. Yeah. And I'm wondering if I'd be more critical of a narrated version of poetry than, you know, me reading it using my screen reader or something and being able to kind of sit with it, pause with it uh, and take it in. So yeah, I'm with you guys on this one. I'm not sure if I'd play. It's different. It's not re a regular book. I mean, poetry, there's mm -hmm. so many 
poetry. Am I right? So it depends on what you like. And this is a very different read than any other book. Yeah. And to be fair, the the poetry I was attempting was from a Nobel Prize winning author, but it was in translation and synthetic. So I think sometimes it's just a little bit too far removed that you can get so much out of it. The translation was fantastic, but um, I I think you lose a little bit um, when you start getting that much removed. Sure. And just to give people an introduction a little, Amr, because we got really into it. Amr Khan is joining us in Toronto. Um, He's our newest contributor on AMI Audiobook Review and will be joining us near slash at the end of the month. Uh, Of course, we're talking about your reviews, impressions, recommendations, a lot of stuff with audiobook talk because you are the audiobook worm in my life. So (laughs) let's talk about October and the books to keep in mind. First of all, any books on your mind right now that you want to shout out? Absolutely. Always a pleasure to be here. Um, Yeah, there's a few books on my mind, which I really did want to shout out. Uh, Last episode, you spoke about Bossy Pants by Tina Fey. Uh, I picked it up and could not put it down. Absolutely. Oh, it's so good, right? Yeah, it's it's funny. It's light. It's narrated by her. She does an absolutely fantastic job of of narrating the book. Um, a real pleasure to read. Yeah, she she is stellar as a narrator. I was saying last week, it's a gift to be able to read your own work um, as a performance. I'm I'm pretty sure that not everybody just you know picks up something they've written and said, yeah, yeah, I can do the best job at this. Um, but she really did. Absolutely. And I put it right up there next to Trevor Noah in terms of uh, having Mm -hmm. an autobiography that's fun to read, uh, touches a lot of serious topics, but doesn't bore you to death. Yep. Totally. Super comedic. Okay, what else? Uh, On a more serious note, uh, I did pick up some some other books which are somewhat fascinating and and serious at the same time. Um, One of the books I'm reading, which I find extremely fascinating, is a book called Moondust. Uh, in Search of the Men Who Fell to Earth. And this book is an interesting mix of a few different things, but the bulk of the book is about the author speaking to the nine surviving uh, men who actually walked on the moon. And it looks at things from a few different perspectives in terms of you know, what the 60s were like at the time. The author was about 10 years old. The author is also a gifted writer, so there's a lot of prose that's, that's mixed in. But a lot the bulk of the book is really about how the astronauts adjusted or didn't adjust to coming back to Earth after walking on the moon. And it's not something that everyone really thinks about in terms of those those people and how their lives sort of went on after that particular high. Um, and it's a fascinating read. I want to say, you know, when I started off with the, really reading anything that has to do with space exploration or leaving Earth, um, Chris Hadfield's book was the first one that I read, right? And what is it called again? Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth. And um, that is going to be, that's probably a good primer, uh, but something like this is way serious. You know, it's it's really exploring a lot more than just this fantastic idea of going into outer space. Absolutely. And it's a lot of emotional work too in, in the book. Um, so it's an interesting book because you can, be, you get what you put into it. Um, the author is very, very well learned. So there's tons of references to other books and things. If if you're if you're that type of person that really wants to pick a book apart and really wants to get into the um, 
get into it with it in terms of analyzing it. Um, the, the author obviously did a lot of research and, you know, he's listening to music that's from that era before he's going and talking to some of these people or wow. reading some of the books that were, you know, counterculture at the time. You know, some of the people he's met um, are, are very different people from what you would expect. And it's just a very fascinating read. And you can read it as a very light read or you can, you know, really get deep into it um, depending on what kind of mood you're in. So it's one of those books where you can take the book in, in many different ways. Can you um, section it out? You know, like the, the interviews that he has with these people, are they kind of sectioned out separately or all kind of melted in together? No, they are separated out, which is great. Um, but but each one has sort of like a backstory, uh, the actual interview and the uh, sort of wrap up of what the author's thoughts are on it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, thanks for highlighting that one. Um, really interesting choice. Uh, what else have you got going on uh, the burner? Colin Powell passed away this week. Um, and I have had the, uh, I've been fortunate enough to read his his book. He has a few different books out there. Um, but no matter what your politics are, I think everyone can can generally agree that, you know, Colin Powell was a leader um, and, you know, his thoughts on leadership are, are worth taking a look at. Uh, and the book that I read is about leadership. It's literally called uh, It Worked For Me in Life and Leadership. Uh, it is on Sila and it's actually narrated by him, too. And he is an actually very gifted orator uh, and narrator. So um, it's a very light book on leadership. Um, it's a little bit about the man himself in terms of how he grew up and, you know, how he uh, goes about sort of succeeding in life. And uh, it's a great book, little book on leadership. Do you enjoy uh, in general when authors kind of touch on their own experiences uh, as examples when they're writing books like this, you know, kind of the uh, motivational or self-help or, you know, what other words you want to use to describe this kind of thing when they really do touch on their own stories? Or do you like that separation like between the two? just depends on the book I and mean, this book does it really well and you know uh, I, I enjoy listening to the way he he speaks and and what he's talking about and it's always great to have a positive book you know even something like bossy pants is a positive book even though it's got a lot it covers a lot of ground and mm-hmm. you know you feel good after reading the book and it's the same with this particular one by by colin powell that you, know, you get an idea of some of the troubles that he's had in terms of politics and some of the other things in his life but uh, you can very clearly see that he has a positive outlook uh, in general, and he's trying to pass that along to you, the reader. Awesome. All right. And one more book before we get into the month of Halloween. Jane Goodall uh, has co-written a book. Um, she's got several in the CELA collection, but unfortunately, this is the latest one, and it's not in the CELA collection right now. But I was intrigued by the title, which uh, the title of the new Jane Goodall book is uh, The Book of Hope. And the book is about um, advocacy uh, and about young people. And for, for those that know Jane Goodall, uh, she studied chimpanzees and, and other primates for a very long time, very famous biologist uh, by you know, every sort of marker. And I'm very curious to see what yeah, she has to say about young people and uh, very intrigued by the title, uh, The Book of Hope. Awesome. So Amir, we're really, really excited to talk about October with you um, because you have this really interesting way of categorizing books for Halloween, not even just for October. Indeed. I love Halloween and uh, you know, in preparation for this segment, I, I tried to figure out how am I going to talk about all of these books and I started classifying things in my own head and 
came up with three categories, um, what I call Halloween classics. Uh, and then we have Halloween romance. And then we have things that are more suspense thrillers, more like action movies, but not necessarily Sarah or, you know, slasher, chainsaw type of movies. So I've got that list going on. Okay, perfect. So should we start with the uh, classic horrors then? And then sure. And okay. a lot of these are movies as well. So, uh, you know, if you haven't checked out the book, it might be worth doing that. Or if you've already seen the movie, you know, just basically move on to the next one. But a lot of things that people have heard of before, you know, Interview with the Vampire by Anne Rice. You have It by Stephen King. Um, uh, Sila has some excellent audio selections, too. Um, the collections of Edgar Allan Poe is in, in those collections. And we also have Gary Stories, which are like ghost stories, very short and neat. Uh, it's a three book collection by Alvin Schwartz. Hmm. That sounds good. Okay, perfect. So celalibrary.ca, C-E-L-A library.ca for um, most slash all of those. Now I'm super curious about the Halloween romances. You, you would be. How does this work? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Nasreen was asking about a Halloween book pick and I absolutely love this particular book. Um, it's actually going to be Ooh. the book for this month's book club. Um, the backdrop is sort of Halloween-ish, but the majority of the book is just really beautifully written. Uh, it's a lot about human nature. It's a book that sort of grabs you and pulls you in and you just don't want to come out. <laughs> so the book is called The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, and it's by V.C. Schwab, I believe. Uh, and I found this on the Sila uh, book club list. Uh, it is human narrated. Uh, it is 17 hours, so it is a long read. Uh, it is broken it's up into one. parts, which is which is nice. Um, but like I said, it's extremely well written without getting into so much poetry that you don't know what's going on. Um, there's a lot of uh, observations on human behavior that that's in it. And the general synopsis of the book is that a uh, 20, 20 something year old makes a deal with the devil that she wants to live forever. And the devil basically um, grants this wish, but doesn't tell her what the other rules are. And she has to figure those out. Oh, that is I, quite intriguing. That is good. Would you pause or play? I would definitely uh, play. I was going to say pause, but pause because I'm <laughs> listening to it so much. <laughs> play. What about you, Nasreen? Yeah, I was saying that uh, this sounds really interesting. You're right. I want a book that will grab me and not pull me back. You know what I mean? So this is uh, this is interesting. It's a nice twist to it, too. And if it's well written, if it's well, yeah, like I, I would go for it for sure. I would play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's actually so well written. I'm every time I read a sentence, I'm like that. Those are the, the perfect words to say and convey that feeling. So uh, yeah. I, I often am uh, blown away by authors that actually can do that in terms of, you know, that's exactly the right word for that. So right. Um, wow. The other title is in synthetic. It's called Devil's Cove by R.C. Matthews. Uh, this is more of an acquired taste because uh, it is a lot more adult in terms of uh, the romance as well as the supernatural pieces. It's, it's a heck of a lot more scary than, uh, than something like The Invisible Life of, of Addie LaRue. But if you're into the romance genre and you can handle a bit of paranormal stuff, um, it's, it's a very interesting read. Okay, and give us your top pick for uh, suspense thrillers because we can't wrap up Halloween without that. There's so many authors, um, but I'd, I'd probably have to go with some somebody like Matthew Riley. 
or Jonathan Mayberry, who has continued the X-Files with uh, uh, in book form. So if you're uh, an X-Files fan and you were sad to see it go, uh, Jonathan Mayberry has done that. Uh, Matthew Riley, uh, which I was speaking to you about earlier, did the Great Zoo of China. So if you like Jurassic Park and, and that sort of genre, it's a fantastic book to, to check out. That is awesome. Um, this month's uh, book club, your evening book club, as well as uh, Kelly and Company's book club is commencing on Tuesday. So just a few days from now. And um, one of the books we're reading is The Great Zoo of China. And oh, so far with the, the conversations I've had with people, it has been uh, quite interesting follow-up conversations, Amir. I think you're in for a treat. Absolutely. Do not read this while you're on the subway or on the train or going somewhere. Um, one of my friends described this book as, you know, basically calling out what every couple of minutes in different yeah. tones and in intonations. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's definitely a book that you want to enjoy at home and uh, just yeah. uh, sit and enjoy. Take your time with it. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much. Always appreciate talking audiobooks with you. And you will, of course, be back next month. So we'll catch up then. Looking forward to it. Amir Khan is our monthly contributor here on AMI Audiobook Review. You can catch him near the end of the month, uh, but we will be back sooner than that next week to be exact. This is AMI Audiobook Review. I'm Ramya Amudan. Happy audiobook listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.